Welcome back, everyone, to Marlo's Conversations with Friends, Topics Around Well-Being. It has been a bit since we had our last conversation. It's been, I think, six months, if I was really counting. And I have spent a great deal of time over the last months trying to decide what my next topic would be and who I was going to have it with. And as I shared with my friend who's joining us today, I don't like talking just for the sake of talking for these podcasts. I want them to have meaning. And when I decided that today's topic was going to be about self-care, care of one's self, deeper than what uh, is out there right now, I very much had a very strong uh I'll just call it a little message from the universe because that's what I align myself with and they said hey give your longtime friend and colleague and peer Mr. Rudy Miles a call because we have been having these conversations recently uh in different shapes and forms so I am beyond delighted very honored, but really excited to have Rudy Miles on this conversation with me today around self-care. Rudy uh, is someone I have admired all of my career. I have known him almost all of my career, and he is absolutely a ray of sunshine. He is also a really straightforward honest person that I I love having conversations with. And Rudy is an incredibly talented human being uh, in the makeup realm, as well as the skincare realm. So he is beauty by Rudy and the beauty of one's self. And he has a long history in both the uh, salon and spa beauty realm, as well as the fashion industries. He does makeup at the New York Fashion Week uh, shows regularly. He has, I'm looking at his uh, client list of who he has done makeup on, and it is super extensive from beautiful designers as Zhang Tua to Sherry Hill and Eden to the faces he's painted from Teresa Edwards and Camilla Elves uh, McConaughey and... Uh, the list is going on and on. And he told me I didn't have to read it all, but there's a lot of names here. And really, uh, most importantly, though, but Rudy is a very beautiful soul to me, and I know he is to many, but uh, I'm honored to call him my friend. And so thank you, Rudy, for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Marlo. Thank you. Yay. Uh, All right. So before we dive into this conversation, uh, I was putting my thoughts together. And I have them written out here. So today's topic is self-care. And it is uh, today in our conversation. For me, it's going beyond this buzzword that I personally feel really has never gone deep enough until the pandemic hit. And I feel COVID, obviously, maybe not for everybody, but I'm pretty sure it changed it for everybody. I was not uh, left unscathed. And 
what I observed and I observed it in myself, but I observed it in lots of people, both in my circles and outside of my circles, uh, being forced to really examine what they, what was needed personally, uh, and ultimately what people really wanted to be feeling or needed to be in, uh, in order to be healthy fully. And I think these individuals realized they had denied themselves these things, emotions for a long time. And COVID kind of exposed that. And I also observed with it how people were uncomfortable when these feelings came to the surface. And I have also observed and watched how this shift towards being healthier and that means whole body, whole mind, whole spirit is starting to become this necessity in one's life. I have been working on whole being self-care most of my adult life, one very small step at a time. It's what I teach. It's what I'm out of the process of. And I'm excited to have this conversation today with you, Rudy, around this. Love it. Um, and I'm going to start with um, a couple of quotes that I want your response to, and then I want what your perception or definition, how do you view self-care? So these two quotes that I thought were poignant. The first is our bodies are our gardens to the, which our wills are gardeners. That's by William Shakespeare in Othello. And the second one is there is enough time for self-care there is not enough time to make up for the life you'll miss by not filling yourself up. <laughs> and that's by Jennifer Williamson. She's an attorney. Wow. So, yeah. So let's dive in. What are your thoughts around A, the quotes, but B, what is your perception or definition of self-care for you or how you see it? And maybe what also some of your, what have you observed Whew, wow, this is layered. I'll, I'll start with that word, layered. Yep. As far as the quotes, I, it was the first one, the Shakespeare one, it says that uh, your will, W-I-L-L, is, mm -hmm. is, your, is your gardener. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that is, that is beautiful and amazing. Because what I have to talk about when we have this conversation, everything that I speak about, it's literally relevant to my process and myself and works for me. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I say that because I offer it up for people who may not be doing anything to have something you can at least explore that may excite you or interest you. Mm -hmm. um, it is a process and it is a journey, but the point of that is you have to want to be on that journey. And I look back, like you just said, of like COVID and just across my life in general, and I literally can review and remember the journey, the process, where I was and where I wasn't, where I wanted to be and having no way of knowing how to get there. And then finally learning that that's truly the process. It's, it's one of the things that you often hear from, um, okay, Abraham Hicks, you get a lot of- Yeah, Esther and-, and, um, and Esther, yeah. Yes, that says, you're never off your path. Right. You're never off your path. 
So when I think of self-care, and it's it's literally what you just said, what we just what I just talked about is self-care. It's mm-hmm. having a mental space to have uh, permission almost to just be on your path to what you may define as okay. Or someone just asked me last week, what um, is my superpower? And I said, well, intrapersonally, my superpower is tapping into my joy. And mm-hmm. interpersonally, my superpower is my people skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I, I think of all those things intertwined together becomes this opportunity to think, how can I feel my best? And sometimes that also relates to looking my best. And I'm a little cautious with that part because people have a lot of different things wrapped around their looks for various reasons. So I'm always about how can I feel my best? And that could be mentally, that can be physically, that can be also as a human being, how can I feel my best about, you know, um, uh, as Shakespeare said, my will is my gar- is my gardener, because we really through our actions create and shape everything about us. And unfortunately, it also can shape those around you and, 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 uh, purposefully or inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Then you talk about this whole COVID piece. I, again, remember when we started with, you know, all of the, what do you call it? The deniers and all of the controversy and all of the, everyone became a doctor and there was a group I was in and these people were saying like, I'm going to start taking vitamin C and da, da, da. And I said, well, listen, I think that's great and you should, but please understand that vitamins don't really work like that. Like you have to build them into your system. It's, it's good to start. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been great if you were taking vitamins in 2017. Like that <laughs> would have been amazing. <laughs> you know, now to your point, when I talk about being able to create your, your, your healthy space or your, your self-care, that group started to have a lot of that negativity in it. Like all the faith letterheads that were coming around saying, you know, whatever. And I would just look at them and go, this isn't even real. You can't read the phone number on it. This is not a letterhead. But instead of engaging in that group, I removed myself. I'm not going to, you know, now 20 years ago, I would have been in there and pulling articles and giving you links and saying, see, look, but the new me, where I am today, I don't need to do that. Because mm-hmm. my mental health and space is something I must at every moment own for myself. So I can easily remove myself from a situation that is becoming toxic and negative versus trying to get everyone who's toxic, toxic and negative to come around and, and see the light. Mm-hmm. That when, was the one part. Yeah, that was definitely a, a something real for me. But that was, I, I think of like getting to this place and space that I tap it into my joy has definitely been a journey and having lots of tools that I use to do that. Yeah. And I, and I see that in you, I see how you tap into your joy and I, for myself too, on this journey where I was versus where I am now. And I think my journey became far more focused, probably I don't know, maybe uh, 15, 16 years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. probably a little Mm -hmm. more focused there because of what was going on in my day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. And I needed to, I needed to shift the energy within myself in order for me to have coming back at me what I wanted. Absolutely. And 
one of the things when I um, listen to my meditations or I don't like using the word motivational recordings. They're just inspirational, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good word. Uh, over and over and over again, all of the the, the spiritual wisdom healers that I've followed for many, many, many years all get to all speak to this point of and and it's parallel to what you practice or um par just in a different way is being fully becoming fully aware that uh becoming fully conscious and observing how you respond to the situation at hand or the stimulus as I call it that's that's coming at you and you have this choice always just as Viktor Frankl did in seven habits of highly effective people that Stephen Dr. Stephen Covey calls out Mm -hmm. you know you have a choice of how you respond but it's also how do you stay attached to what's coming at you whether it's your thoughts whether it's someone speaking to you and that if you, you know, truly enlightened individuals and most of the, these, I'll call them mentors for me, they don't always necessarily use that word, but mm-hmm. to help people understand, if you really want to be enlightened, it's about detaching yourself, allowing what's coming at you. You can observe it. You can, sure, you can feel angry or upset for that mm-hmm. moment, but then it's about letting it go and, and detaching yourself from it Absolutely. and not choosing choosing to act from a space of love versus a space of fear absolutely and so you in doing that you tap into your joy and you choose to whatever stimulus comes at you you've made a choice to you know detach yourself from it absolutely. and and i the same uh and it's every day it's a job you know every day it's i don't want to say it's job it's work every day absolutely. to make sure that because it's gotten really I feel like it's gotten far more intense how people behave. Uh Um, I feel that social media, the internet, you know, from day one when the iPhone was created, God love the tool. It is also got its downsides. And I speak to this, I have spoken to this many times on the podcast conversations it and i think covid also really took it to a whole new level um and and other things that were going on during the pandemic society-wise particularly here in the united states absolutely um so when we look at um why i chose to have this conversation was people are looking more towards care of the self yet what i'm not totally seeing enough of yet and my hope and and my work that i do your work that you do is to continue to bring more awareness around that self-care is more than just washing your face and having a skincare regimen or more than just taking a bath or more than you know going for a walk 
care of the self is bigger than that. It's deeper than that. And that's that's where I want our conversation. We're going to be going today. Okay, great. Um, when, you know, I mentioned when I said, I think that we kind of lost touch with this practice. Do you think, have you observed in your life, have, did you feel like at any point, have you seen us or at any point in history observing this? Do you feel like we fell off the tracks before uh, the iPhone came along. You know, I, I, oh God, this, I, again, I always, when you ask questions, I just, my mind goes to all the layers. Because my other, the, the other way to say, or the other way I wrote it was like, how long do you think we've been out of sync with ourselves? Yes. Yeah, so I remember shortly after high school, I guess I graduated in 85. So somewhere between 85 and 1990, when I started to work, and you know, I was in college, a young adult. There was this, at the time they called it like the new age movement. There was this whole like consciousness that was evolving that was to my experience of it as a young person that was trying to create this momentum around spirituality that maybe for people who didn't fit into a religion paradigm that worked for them. So you had, but you did have this, you had all these books coming out. I keep thinking of Shirley McLean out on a lamp. Mm. Oh yeah. Right? God. You know? My God, I remember <laughs> that. Wow. And the movie. Yeah, but, yes, but yes. What was great about it. Um, and then after there came all these other like books, I, I don't know the time, the year's timeline, but I'm just, I'm thinking of the space more so. Then you had mm. like Mutant Message Down Under. Then you had- A great but, book. Yes, but you okay. had this consciousness, these people who were trying to, elevate their their I'm going to use the word spiritual but it's more than even that they were they were they, they were at least on a path of trying to connect their pieces to the universe and to each other that was a journey that was about trying to have a human a human kindness in in their existence there, there was there was a, there was a space I remember talking to so many people about like where they were and they you know it was so fascinating to me because i i grew up in a very baptist household so none of that ever existed in my household mm -hmm. so it fascinated me because it, it interests me because this spoke to finally some of my sensibilities and then there was this whole space where all of that went away so then you had people not following any religion but also not looking for anything to elevate their sense of purpose and self and to your point i linked that directly to also some of this access to technology which was supposed to elevate us and make things more accessible and and more i guess i guess digestible in some ways but mm -hmm. in some ways it has done that but in, in many ways it also has done the exact opposite because i think any tool works the way you use it and technology for people who are using it like i think of the pandemic we really maximized virtual spaces for those of us who had to use it and really created a, a new way of connect and contact that is true but i also, also had this young lady tell me uh, uh, like a month ago a makeup artist in california she said to me social media really stresses me out so again i'm always more tell me more because i don't know what that means for you she said so what does that mean well when i go on and i see people doing things and i feel like i should be doing more and i said well you know you, you can't be on social media less and she literally said to me I can't do that. Mm. Now, in that framework was told me everything about where she was. She's as, as a artist and a person that she right now does not have the tool to see the very thing 
that gives her angst, she can remove herself from, or or at least maybe minimize how much time she spends. Or she has a she has power to make that less of a reality for her. But right now, she does not have that power because she said to me, "I can't do that." So I do think in this space, and Marlo, this is where it gets so complicated mm-hmm. because anyone that wants to do anything can start that journey by just simply owning that 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 one truth whatever whatever that is i'm in a no relationship and i want a relationship i'm in a bad relationship i want to get out i have i want to change careers like it starts with just the acknowledging of it being real and possible for you mm-hmm. then with that comes the search for all the tools and things that you need to help make that happen and I often say, you know, I take, I listen to advice from everyone, but I take the advice of very few because people always start their advice with a simple sentence. If I were you, I would, mm-hmm. but that's the catch. You're not me. Right. You're right. So right. I can't take your advice because your way of approaching or your sensibility around your power or your ability may not be what mine is. Mm-hmm. And people would always say this to me, Rudy, you should come out with a makeup line. You should come out with foundation. <laughs> You should give me a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. So exactly. Think, yeah, you know. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's a great idea. Yeah, Marlo, put, you should. Yeah, yeah run your business right? this way. Oh, yeah, you should interview this person. Don't put oh. that on my docket. Yeah, don't. Right. I, listen, I appreciate that you think I have the ability, but with that comes a need for the finances that makes it run, and that is not on my um, to-do list right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to easily separate those things. It, it doesn't become now. Oh, now I have to do foundations. Uh, no, I'm gonna take that as. Oh, that's a nice thought, and put it in my repertoire for a possibility i'll never say never but right mm-hmm. now you're not gonna put on my docket something that is possible to do but requires a whole different space to do people power it's a mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. but i do i do to your point think as as people you you it's almost like i i, I had this photographer last week we were working and we were talking about skin. Like, oh, your skin's amazing. I don't do anything for my skin is what he said. I said, well, is there anything about your skin you'd want to change? He's like, not really. I'm fine with my fine lines. I'm fine aging. I said, but see, that's the purpose of skincare. Like your skincare goals and products are directly related to the results you want to see. So if you're not doing anything and you're happy with not doing anything, you don't have to do anything. Like there's no, <laughs> right? Now he said to me, if he said to me, I'm so dehydrated. I don't understand why. Right. That's a whole different conversation we can go. Well, into. yeah, right, exactly. That's a whole different right? sentence. Exactly. Absolutely. So I do think as people to your to answer your question very succinctly is yes, technology has has given us this illusion of connectivity, not only to each other but to ourselves. That I think most people are re-exploring because there's a void that still exists in it, even though you have all these video chats and access. And lives, you can go watch anyone on Instagram, your favorite celebrity, do whatever. But they're still not really your friend and they're still not really connected to your heart. And that's uh, that's different. And what you just said about connection, I was watching um, a new friend who has spoken on here, Anne-Marie Simpson. And I really, really admire her and her work. Uh, and she too is about a sustainable life Mm -hmm. uh, in all aspects. And uh, she was just happened to catch a little thing on Instagram because I have very much slowed myself down. Not that I, I definitely am 
the person who does not keep up on those things and very well. And that type of technology is not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am okay with that, though. I fully understand I, it has a necessity that I have to use it for, but I get, I can, I choose to limit it anyways. Amory was on this morning for a quick thing. She does talk at the table and I always love watching them. And she was talking about the upcoming holidays and how she really wanted to encourage people to remove the word should out of their language around, I should be eating this. I shouldn't be eating that. I should be exercising this. I should be, shouldn't do that. I should buy this, should buy that. All this stuff around body awareness, body image, which that word should brings you to body shaming. And she said, how about finding a way to get back to what holidays are around, which is connection and being with people. Yes. And that people at the holidays are actually quite lonely. Yes. So many are. And finding a way to call on someone and a friend and have a conversation or really make a conscientious effort to be with people you care about, loved ones or friends or peers, and find joy in that and really embrace that connection. And she said, you know, I bet by January 1st, you're going to find how happy your holidays really made you feel. And I think about how what you just said about connection and lack thereof that social media for me is not is not a it's definitely not self-care it's not care of self it's just it's not contrary uh, I'm sure plenty whoever whoever might listen to this I'm sure they're swearing at me and saying (laughs) you know you're fucking nuts Marlo and you know, Instagram and Facebook and social media is my self-care every single day, but I hate to break it to you. It's not, it really isn't because if your phone died, if the internet died, which believe me, I've put that wish out to the universe. I can't even tell you how many times uh, that everyone's phone would die and the internet just stopped for a little while. Well, that's a great movie. That's a great movie um, um, treatment. I like that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> uh, it could cause a lot of problems. I'm aware yes, of that. But yes. um, I think what people, a lot of people will find, and, and again, I, I can hear everyone disagreeing with me, but that if you, if you just stop that, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to feel you'll probably feel lonely if, if that type of quote unquote, and I'm in air quotes, connect, if you think that's connection, if you think that's deep connection, because to me, it's, it's not, it's a manufactured reality. Mm-hmm. That's what social media is, is a manufactured reality. Absolutely. And that word is uh, from oh Dr. Sherry Turkle, who um, I cannot remember the name of her book, but went to see her book launch a him full of years ago and she speaks about that social media that's all her studies have been about is studying young adults and 
communication skills and or lack thereof and social media is a whole manufactured reality that absolutely right you know you got some young adult taking 100 pictures just to pick the one that they're going to post <laughs> which i just find like, right I'm right like, but not ah. before not before they filter it and exactly be clear Right. No, you're so right. Oh my right. gosh. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so not. So it's, you know, for me, I mean, that's probably like the one, if we, if when we, when we, as we dive into this space of this conversation, I, one of my questions that I have here is because we haven't even necessarily, def- we're going to get into to defining what self-care really is or what it means to me, but that I think the difficulty some of the difficulties of why people have a hard time implementing self-care consistently every day is because of this need to be on a device, fear of missing out. It is the FOMO. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I had no idea what the hell that meant. (laughs) Seriously, I was like- Is that a new Italian restaurant? (laughs) I'm serious. I was like, wait, isn't there something in the soccer league with those kind of letters? What does that mean? I'm such a dodo, oh, <laughs> such a ding dong, and I and it's funny because in the classes that I have taught, the various topics, whether I'm helping and training people to become public speakers, whether I'm teaching seven habits of highly effective people or my well-being work, there's a topic in there around, uh, especially when I'm dealing with instructors who have students. So they're like, "Well, Marla, how do you?" How do you get your students to be more engaged? How do you help them, you know, stop being on their phone? And I said, well, how about, first of all, you just stop using yours right now. <laughs> like, let's just start there. Let's mirror the process. Let's mirror the process, <laughs> one. But then I'm like, have you looked out the window lately? And they're like, why? And I said, oh. I said, do you see that cars are still going by? Do you see that the clouds are moving? Do you see that life is actually still happening every Around. single flipping moment without you putting oh yourself some touch in it? The world moves without you. The world is going to continue to move on without your next social media post or without your next text or it's going to keep moving and if you could actually be more present and aware of the energy you put out there the difference that you would make it has a ripple effect it it comes back to you so for me that's the first piece of why i it's the first place to start with self-care is to just really evaluate the hell's going on in your life first of all like what how present am i yes yes and and then really i think the other thing is people really struggle with looking inward yeah whoa now that 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 right there <laughs> yeah because it, Marlo, because the, the, the truth is this. Well, there's many truths. A truth is this. Sometimes when people don't like to be alone, it's exactly what you just said. They're afraid of what they're going to see and uncover and unveil. But the only person that is always with you is you. 
Mm-hmm. And when you can get to a place to just be, and when you talk about this whole body image thing, I can't even, I can't even grasp a space in which, and today, this at this age, I can definitely go back to my teenage years when I had acne and I was skinny like a broomstick. I can definitely go back in time and remember. But that also has to do with peer pressure and image and Calvin Klein ads I'm looking at, all these things that I didn't know as a child to your point where manufactured illusions of that had no, no relevance to me ultimately. I didn't know that as a child, but as a, I just had this conversation last week with a friend, as a 55 plus year old man, if you, if you have, if I have peer pressure at this point, it's a wrap. It's a mm-hmm. lost cause. Yeah. Because at this point, I am who I am. I have what I have. I don't have what I don't have. I, I may not even want what I don't have. Like I don't, I don't live and exist in that space. Mm-hmm. So to your point that it starts with first looking in the mirror. Some people say do a buck ass naked. I, I, if your body image is your thing, I, I can't speak to people who have body image issues because I don't have that. Mm-hmm. But I do have being able to be realistic and think, who am I really? When I was in college, we learned something called the ERSI, the Exceptionally Realistic Self-Image. And it fascinated me so much because it was about what's my persona and then mm-hmm. who am I? Because they may not be the same. Mm-hmm. So I truly try. And when people say, you're always so happy. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, I'm not like a cartoon character. <laughs> no, I, but what I do is I sit in reflection. I sit when I feel what I feel, I feel it. I don't, to your, you just said it. I don't say I should be happy right now. Oh, mm-hmm. I should be, I should be exercising. No, my exercise is whatever that day is. It may be yoga. Mm-hmm. I have this thing. It may be a, a five minute stretch. It may be a 30 minute workout. It's whatever it is. And I don't have this dog dogma around me that I have to work out five times a week. I have to work out for an hour. Mm-hmm. Zero of that exists for me. Some days I don't work out at all because I mm-hmm. just ain't feeling it. I want to meditate. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, longer. So, so I can't speak to people in that space, but I do know it starts with having some kind of real real talk with yourself and just sit in it just sit sit in it and know that it's okay Mm -hmm. we are a sum total of all our experiences that we have self-inflicted as well as been inflicted upon us we are a sum total of all that but I also know as an adult I sat down with myself at somewhere in my 30s I don't remember when and said no one is going to define my truth on this earth but me Mm-hmm. I am not going to be the, the stereotype of anything other than what I create myself to be. I'm going to go in spaces that I am not supposed to be in and belong because I do belong there. And that happened in my thirties. And so mm-hmm. I can see the manifestation of what that did for me in my thirties. Now that I'm much older, I can see what that's done for me. Mm-hmm. I can, I can see why that was important. And I, it goes back to, I wish people could just get to a space of truth where you are today. Like, what is that? And then from there, spring forward. And when I have these conversations with, you know, friends about that want, friends that want to have children, and I have one friend who wants to be a mom, but she dare not do it without a marriage and a husband because of her family upbringing and religion. So now she's motherless. I mean, not motherless, she's childless. <laughs> she's childless. <laughs> yeah. So in my head, I'm like, but see, this, these are her choices because in my mind, thinking, I want a child. It may not look traditional the way my family wanted to look, but it's not my family's child. 
Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the girl who couldn't get off social media, the makeup artist said, I can't do that. This friend decided for herself, I can't do that. I can't make it look different than what my parents want for me. So instead, I'm going to go without this child. But that's a choice. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. Yeah, and that's that is very powerful. And I can say when I, I turned 50 earlier this fall, and for me, I've said this a number of times, I don't think about age because longevity is going on in my mom's side of my family and everybody seems to be kicking it up to 98. So I've got 50 more years to go. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really, I, I don't think about age as a number in any ways. I, I just think about my journey. And I, of course, was thinking about my journey you know, 50 years in half a century, that's a long time. And, and what had I done? What had I accomplished? What did I, what did I experience? And of course, for myself, uh, I, because of things, because of certain behaviors that were ingrained as I was very young, and I have worked really hard to change them one of them being an overachiever and proving your self-worth and sadly comparing every part of your path to what every Tom Dick and Harry has been doing Uh and uh, as I looked back over my career or just my adult life after leaving home at age 17 I thought wow like there's a lot of shit that's happened Mm. like a lot of shit that's happened in over 30 years Mm -hmm. a lot of great stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of hard things a lot of lessons Mm -hmm. a lot of awakening a lot of really amazing people Mm -hmm. through the whole journey and continue to and Early on and how I was mentored in my business path, in my career path, uh, I was mentored to, though I didn't fully, I couldn't fully grasp it within me, but I had, I admired it in the person who was mentoring me and I wanted to follow that and it was to serve from love and to, mm. you know, to serve from a place of kindness and to share inspiration with others and and I got all the books that they this person had and I did my best and I was uh you know faking it till I could get it I didn't and even then I was like I I think I'm doing this you know I I don't even know and at some point I don't necessarily know when but it it wasn't long after that but I could feel a shift. I could feel it becoming more second nature to me, more of a space that I could fully embrace. And also at the same time, through my whole path, I had always been in a leadership role. So I always had people reporting to me. I also at that point made um, a, a mental or just put it in my space that I, I never asked people, never wanted to ask people to do what I was not willing to do myself or yeah. had already done yes. as a leader and as just as a person. And yeah. that has been a mantra that has stayed with me. And that 
that space you speak to of just getting still with yourself and sitting with yourself, it took me longer to, I, I did had to do a lot of healing from what happened mm -hmm. to me in my childhood and mm -hmm. have worked through that through mm -hmm. this whole course of mm -hmm. time, but have probably maybe in the last 10 years really gotten very comfortable with experiencing emotions, all emotions, experiencing and understanding patterns from the past, how I've changed to become who I am, who I wanted to be, the principles that I guide my life by, and really being okay with that I'm enough, like where I am right now. I don't need to be Oprah Winfrey or Deepak Absolutely. Chopra or Andrew Weil or all the mentors who I have followed. I don't have, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be them. I'm supposed to just be me. Absolutely. And if, you know, and if the universe really wanted me to be the next mix of a Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey, well, they would have made that happen, but that's not, <laughs> that's not what's happening. And I have come to a space where it's okay. Yes. It's okay to be that because I don't need to compare myself to anyone else. I'm pretty fucking amazing just hey, as I am. Hey, isn't that? And there, we, we are the only version of ourselves ever. Ever. Like we are, we, right, there's no so one else like us. That is, that is so powerful. So, so I, why do I, I want to be like somebody else? Yes, I'm telling you, I, I sit, I sit in these other conversations I, I have with, with, people and artists and friends and just I listen because it's a space that fascinates me uh, I saw a quote today and it's so funny we started this whole conversation with a quote I saw a quote today I don't know where and it said you can't compete where you don't compare mm. you can't compete with there is no competition unless you create it mm -hmm. so that's why I, I, I don't know if it's, like you just said, longevity, if it's time, does it, I, I, and I can tell you, it doesn't come with age because I have friends older than me who still struggle with this space. So it's not mm -hmm. about getting older and it, it is, I think it is about getting wiser, but you don't need to be old to be wise, but there is something beautiful and poetic and just. And I think it's a surrendering. It is. And surrendering and an acceptance to. Acceptance. And catch yourselves on the back more often. Yeah, like, give yeah. yourself, like, girl, you did that. Boy, you right. got up this morning. I mean, the littlest thing, pat yourself on the back. Oh, I finished my soup. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, exactly. We give enough credit. We don't. We don't. Because society's not, they're waiting for society to give them the credit. And that is a, that is a, a, a doom cycle. It's a it is. Because the society is very fickle. And depending on what field, I think Fickle. Field, that's a very kind word, Rudy. Yeah, look, I think of my, my field is all about illusion. So I find it so fascinating. I picked a field, a career, a craft that's all about creating what's not there. And then yep. you have people retouch it and make it what is really not there. And then you have mm -hmm. the consumer aspire to be this thing that's not there. Like exactly. you just said, this, this, this illusion of, of, of reality. But it, uh, I love that you said that it really is about, it, I, I'm, you're fine, you're okay, you're more than okay. And if you can celebrate that individuality, there will never be another you that we know. Let's just, let's just say it based on what we know. Right now in this moment, there will never be another you. And that is just so universally magnificent. And I'm not saying 
don't have goals, don't try to achieve things. I've got, I choose willingly to have three jobs, three career paths right now because it's driving, it's, it's inspiring to me and it makes me feel good. I, in the choice of what I'm choosing to do, I don't have this expectation in my head of I'm going to become the next, you know, world renowned well-being expert. I just want to focus on touching one person at a time. You know, and I love that, that Marlo. Okay. So that just, that's another nugget because the measurable is in the doing not in the end result. The measurable is if you are lucky enough to wake up every day doing something that you like slash love, that's one That's one part of the equation. But, but for some people, I admire a job is a job and they go out and make it happen. But they're also, my spouse is like that, but can also can get to a space in which that becomes, it's the doing. It's not some, I want to become the manager. I want to run the place. It literally is, you know, I want to make my check and, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That is real for some people, and that's fine. But to, to I, I think I think sometimes people also get so overwhelmed because they feel like there's a, a, a something at the end of this this task that is their measurable of success, mm-hmm. and forget sometimes it's in the actual steps towards that task that is the success. Mm-hmm. That you, you get knocked down and get up again. That is success. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's it's a real thing that we need we need it's all okay every every person has a role in this world to play yes everyone has a different role in this world we're not all meant to be steve jobs or Mm. the president of the united states or mother Teresa. every person has their own calling and they know it if they're aware enough and present yep and all of this for me comes back to care of self and all these, this next part of the conversation that I want to go into in that you can't, for me, I can't do all of these Mm -hmm. next behaviors that I want to talk about Mm -hmm. if I'm not taking, if I'm not becoming aware that I need to care for this self in order to continue to have a positive impact on others. Absolutely correct. So the whole idea of self-care is to fill you up. You can't serve from an empty cup and you can't even serve yourself if you're not aware enough that you need to serve yourself. So you're not True. doing a favor to your child, your spouse, your friends, your family, your peers, whoever. You're not doing anybody a favor. Absolutely true. If you are not caring for this whole vessel that is you. And so this whole first part of the conversation that we had, I love so much because um, a, I didn't necessarily expect to go there. And I love that because that's what these are about. These are conversations because I don't think we talk enough about it in making it normal, like normalizing it. Like it's Absolutely. an okay thing oh my to gosh. sit with yourself. It's an okay thing to 
be with your emotions. And absolutely, if you feel like it's a rough place to be, seek help. There are therapists out there to help you. That's that's the whole uh, thing. Mental health is not a bad thing. It is it is part of self care. Absolutely, the word and, health is in it. Like yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because it was not funny, just super interesting. Um, I am, as you know, an, an incredibly passionate environmentalist, mm-hmm. and I go to our farmer's market here that we have and it's one of the best just hands down it's one of the best don't care about anybody else just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um but uh so the farmers that come to our market are wisconsin illinois indiana michigan uh and i yeah i don't think iowa comes i'm not sure it doesn't matter anyways one of my favorite farmers that comes is from michigan I couldn't tell you really what their political stance is. Doesn't necessarily matter, but they're quite, for sure, the one of the two brothers is quite strong in his stance on a lot of things. Hmm. Um, in um, in a lot, he's an incredible farmer and, and super knowledgeable. I just could stand there, but he's a, he's a very stubborn German like me, and we get into some hot fights. <laughs> But it was funny. It was interesting to me again, not funny, um, that when the decision about Roe v. Wade came out, um, and that was Fourth of July weekend, and it was a very difficult weekend for me because the announcement came on Friday, uh, Thursday or Friday, and I remember going to the market, and I was just full of rage and uh, sadness and overwhelming uh just anguish and just so many emotions and so he caught me you know he was the first market he was showing up to his brother usually comes beforehand for the first two months and so I was excited to see him but I was on fire I was really enraged and he asked why and I shared why and and I was swearing and he's like why you gotta keep always using the f-bomb this it's <laughs> like why do you always got to keep talking in German? Cause I have no idea what you're saying. And I'm sure you're dropping something there, but he said, <laughs> he said, um, you know, what would be what this country really needs. He said, I-, I hear you about why you're upset. He said, but what really makes me upset is the lack of attention and funds and support put behind mental health. He said, <laughs> if we could, address mental health Mm -hmm. full on in this country he said we would be in a much better place and it was very surprising for me to hear that from him given as i said his very correct he's got very specific points of view and it was refreshing to hear that from someone of his stance absolutely and i just don't think people normalize mental health and what it we all have it in some way, shape, or Absolutely. form. We all need it. I was just experiencing it earlier today. And oh. I said to my spouse, I said, I honestly believe that I am still suffering from the PTSD mm-hmm. from the 27 years of mm-hmm. my career mm-hmm. that I still haven't been able to work through my system. I'm fully aware of what it is, but it is still really 
hanging on for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me, but I'm aware of it. I can feel it in the moment. I know what it is and I know how to just step back and go take some breaths here and yes, you know, have a oh my god, breath. like wake up. <sighs> but I think so many people don't with that. But and... do you think you just said you just said you took a moment, you processed what it, like you that's the whole yeah. See, that comes with that come you've done so much work already mm-hmm. to be able to do that some people haven't even started that work right and it's and it is it's not easy it is it's, it's like to confront childhood trauma or work trauma or relationship trauma to, because when you confront it you relive it emotionally mm-hmm. and viscerally for many people depending mm-hmm. on what it is so mm-hmm. i don't ever want to minimize or or, or negate that that is a real space for people, but I promise everyone that's where the work and the beauty comes through that. Because mm-hmm. once you have the tools to be able to recognize what you're feeling, and, and and here's the other thing: sometimes you'll feel what you feel for a different reason than you originally felt it. But mm-hmm. at least you know the emotion, like you know, like I know my anxiety. I know when I'm feeling yeah. it. I'm, I'm able to say, this is what I feel. Let me look at the situation. Why? And this time it may be because the train is too crowded. Yeah. This time it may be because I show up to a job and the girl looks nothing like they told me she's going to look. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Or someone, you know, yes. decided to challenge me on a project. Yes. You know, but that. I'm able to give it life and a name and I'm able to use my tools. And again, the tools are always different. Sometimes it's breathing. Sometimes it's telling myself that, you know, I don't know the outcome. So let's ride this out. This could be fun. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. always different. But to your point, Marla, it starts with being able to tap into that check-in and that's, I, to your German farmer's point, the mental health piece and component, you know, I, before this call, I'm not even kidding you. I was going through my emails, you know, just getting caught up. And it was a one from CVS pharmacy mm-hmm. and it had this, how's your mental health this week? And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I clicked on it and it had this whole process. You can go through the book, a virtual mental health session with someone. I went all the way through to like the date and time and they gave me the person's name. I was like, this is so Cool. So mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I've did that a lot here in New York because we have all these resources around us. Mm-hmm. All I could do to your point is provide information. I can't make anyone call a counselor, but in New York, to at least be able to say there are places you can go, but mm-hmm. you got to go. And when I say go, I mean, pick up the phone or make an appointment. You, there is some action on your part that must take place that starts that process. And it starts with being able to ad- admit that maybe I should, I, it, this is my truth and I don't want to direct anyone's life and reality. It may benefit everyone to at least once have a mental health, you know, counselor mm-hmm. person to speak to just to see what, what it looks like. Just to see because couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. You don't know what may come up and you don't know how what many of your 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 triggers or many of your the way you, you respond to things may be rooted in something else that you can uh, start to address. At least once, I've, I told all my friends is something that I, I recommend you try, especially when they come with like issues. And I tell everyone, I am no therapist. I can listen all day long. I can listen all day long. And I say to my friends, do you want me to listen or do you want me to interact? Because sometimes people just want to vent and I'm good. I'm good at listening. Mm-hmm. But if you want me to interact, I'm going to tell you what I'm processing and direct you to some tools that that that, that can help you like websites and things. I'm, I'm all about that, but I can't 
I can't, I took a class here in New York about mental health that at least gave us the tools and the languaging, but it always came, it's not to diagnose anyone, it's to give them, the person, the tools to go now seek professional direction. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, in New York, I know there's tons of resources and it, it, I would think it would benefit most of us to go at least once. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. I've done it plenty, plenty of times Me too. Uh, over my life. So if what I'm saying, what both of us are saying is self-care starts with becoming aware and that big piece is in being self-aware, looking at yourself and knowing what do I need to mm -hmm. care for this self of mine. Yes. Um, for me, uh, I want to sway us now into kind of looking at what do these actions look like? So, okay. um, for I, I practice this, I teach this as part of my company cultivate you. Um, but I speak to it all the time in the tiniest forms to people in the biggest forms and these self-care behaviors, rituals, practices, they have to be best for you. They are yours. They're not your friends. They're yes. not the celebrities. They're yours. They, they are what feed you, your truest, most authentic self. And that's for me, what is most important is that I can provide a whole lot of tools and suggestions and a whole list of what you can try on. You will find you need to, if you want to care for yourself, you will uh, create that. And I have this quote here. I don't know who this person is, Cleo Wade. It says, if self-love says, I love you, self-care says, prove it. <laughs> self-care is the practice created by you for you that proves how much you love yourself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know, right? So oh, I we can all, that. you know, you can all put up there on um, social media. Oh, I love myself. I'm so pretty and this and that. And I look so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Self-care is prove it. Prove that shit and do what you need to do to, for yourself. That yes. actually shows you love yourself yes. and not love infatuation. We're talking no. love yeah. in the big emotion. Yeah. So. Uh, I want to kind of go through all, well, whatever. I wrote a whole list out and, of stuff because it was going to help me and we'll just banter them around. And, yeah. and So these are things that I do, have done, continue to do uh, in various shapes and forms. And it's not that I do this every single day, not all of these, like you said, your exercise could be five minutes of this. It could be, you know, 30 minutes of that. And I am the same way as well. Yes. So um, I think the first, one of the first ones, a few ones that we've already discussed is, is being present. Yes. Present means to me, you don't have a device in your hand. You're not looking at a laptop, if that's what's going on, if you're at work or something. Present is allowing the thoughts in your head to just pass by like clouds if they pop up. And bring yourself back to the person or the conversation or the situation that's in front of you. 
and not allowing yourself to be distracted. Yes. So that you can hear the full conversation. You can respond fully, but you can also, when you're present, you become mindful and aware of you. Yes. Like, oh my God, my left hip is killing me right now <laughs> sitting in this chair. I got to stand up for a while. Do you mind? I'm so sorry, but I just got to move for a second. Or yeah. I'm really hungry. I'm not getting a break for a while. Okay, I got to figure this out. Or that person is not making me feel really comfortable mm-hmm. in yep. what they're saying. Yep. And I need to understand why. You know, so present means a lot of stuff, but it is about being mindful. Yeah. Um, I think also we have, I, I put a few of these together, being alone. Mm-hmm. Just being alone, not lonely. Those are very different. Absolutely. Being true. alone and being okay with it. Yes. yes. That you don't need something entertaining you. And by being alone and with that, I'm going to attach being still for a while. Yes. Um, I don't use the word meditation a lot because I feel like there's a lot of things attached to that expectations and stigmas. And actually Oprah always has always spoken to just saying it's being still. Yep. And I like it because it works for me. I do too. Um, But just being in that quiet space and to, and and if you're alone, self-care could look like read a book. Yes. When the hell's the last time you just read a book? Yes. (laughs) Picked up some paper, got a little tactile feeling and read a book. I mean, I do it all the time. Yes. Um, what else? I have a long list. Uh, and anywhere here, just jump in. Tell me well, your the, thoughts. The one thing you said when you said that you say you say you love yourself, but self-care says prove it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like when people are in a relationship and someone says, I love you. And then the person says back, prove it. Well, you are in a relationship with yourself. So that conversation to have with yourself is deep. And I love it for that reason. It's like, prove it. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Because the deepest relationship you're ever going to have on this ever planet gonna have. and, it's and the, the longest one, relationship, the longest one you're going to have. And it's the one that <laughs> if you can cultivate the, the, as, as best as you can, will elevate all the other relationships around you. Yes. Yes, now, yes, yes. Now, you said, now, that's funny. My, I told you I grew up very Baptist. That's my grown. Mm-hmm. You know, my, so my sister sends me these booklets from her church every month and I love them. <laughs> I, I just take them. And each day has like a, you know, like an affirmation or like a, mm-hmm. a what, do mm-hmm. it, what do you call the, the books from the Bible? A, um, oh my Lord. What do you call Like a, a pamphlet? Uh, wait, wait, a verse, a verse, a verse. Oh, like a verse. Okay, because yes. I'm like, are we talking like, about the Gospels? Ooh, are we talking yeah. about the... Yes, see, clearly, I've moved. <laughs> but my point is, so New she's... Testament, Old Testament. No, I'm just kidding. Right, so she sends these books, and I do I do each day just read what, you know, the, the meditation, mm-hmm. or not the meditation, the prayer is for that yep. day. Yep. And it's funny you said that because today or yesterday, it said in it, you know, don't meditate because your mind will wander, da, da, da. And I, I, I paused because I said that's so interesting because the current teachings of meditation don't teach that anymore it says let your mind wander it's mm-hmm. so so not to your point many people have moved away from meditation because it was like you gotta clear your mind you gotta sit still you gotta be in this position none of that is true so call it what you call it sitting still call it prayer my sister calls it prayer mm-hmm. but every i feel like even if you put 
a, a, a moment. Just stop what you're doing. Or the, you know when they say you're at your computer, you're supposed to do six, six, sixty, 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 or something. Like mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. the screen, look away for six minutes, like six feet or whatever that m- mantra is. Okay. But just do something. Like breathing differently. Right. Like how about we just breathe? Con- breathing. I'm t- listen. Breathe. If people, if p- people, if you can explore the power of breath. Just you can Google it. Use your phone for something creative. You can do that. There's also, a, there's also an app called Bre- Bre- Breathing Solutions or something. But if you're going to use your phone for electronics, use it for like stuff like this. Right. Breathing. All you got to do is just stand there and just it is so deep different. breathe. It, just- it is. It is. Um, listen, I'm not going to talk about greens and and vegetables mm-hmm. and water mm-hmm. content. Breathe. breathe. <laughs> And, and for me, breathing is, and I learned this from oh. a physical therapist, instead of so much of a belly breath, which is what everybody wants to focus on, nothing wrong with it, but if we can actually breathe expansively into the right and left sides of our rib cage and the back part of our ribs, really breathe into our lungs. Your oh, stomach yes. is not taking in any air. Your Absolutely lungs are. Correct. So if you're not breathing into your lungs and all you're trying to do is just breathe into your you know, stomach and diaphragm, that's not, you're not getting as much out of it. So absolutely correct. And it reduces your anxiety immediately. Absolutely correct. You can use breath to reduce your anxiety. You use breath to energize you midday instead of all the, if you're someone who's caffeine sensitive, you can use breath to energize you. You can use, I mean, breath. And there's a ton of different ways to breathe. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It it was was a game changer for me. It really, really, it really, really was. I mean, it's uh, when I have anxiety. I fall asleep. Like, oh I'm yeah. Not, I'm not even. I'm not. Yeah. Even. No breathing. Okay. Just take like you got these two beautiful lungs that are taking up literally each lung takes up half of the side of your body. Why don't you breathe into it? Get some Fully. fresh oxygen. Absolutely. It just oh. it yeah. helps so much. So really and does. no matter where you are, how you're sitting. That's absolutely. When you're driving. When you're walking, when Absolutely. you wake up in the morning, oh, oh my God, I got oh. a breath. I can still breathe. Whoa, oh. look at that. Talk about gratitude. There's one. Yes. Now there's a self-care practice for yeah. sure. Oh, gratitude. yeah. It's so interesting to me to see how many people, celebrities, this, who name, you name it. Everybody's talking about gratitude, which I'm grateful for. Hello. I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about gratitude. I stuff like sometimes I mean, and then here's the thing this is where it gets tricky too because maybe for for x person they're grateful that they have the lamborghini maybe that's truly truly they're grateful for maybe if i had a lamborghini i would be grateful for it i doubt it i don't roll that way yeah. so i feel like if people could start to think in that space it can be about stuff but what if you literally are so grateful that you're that you're your your hair styled the way you wanted it to today like it stayed in place what if that could be you could pick the smallest of things so micro gratitude is what i call that yes and i call it micro gratitude i have it i teach it it's in my well daily well-being See, kit i didn't know that i didn't yeah. know that well rudy you need to get yourself a daily well-being kit tools for the journey and i, I have gratitude that. starter cards and it's all about micro gratitude because for me what I learned was, yeah, macro for me, macro gratitude is what I call it, is your job, your loved ones, your friends, your house, your health. OK, 
Okay. You'll always be grateful for those. At least I hope you will. For sure. Those are big deals, big for pillars. Sure. For sure. But micro gratitude is every single second you go by something, there is something to be grateful for from the fact that I'm, I mean, literally, okay, so I go through my day and be like, really grateful that my stretching has paid off this week because mm -hmm. I can put my socks on a little easier. I don't feel the pull in my back mm -hmm. or, oh, I'm really grateful that these, this new bite bits, toothpaste bits, these little pellets are very weird to me, but I understand it. <laughs> like you yes. chew them and then you yes. brush teeth. Yes. I'm like, Oh, I'm really grateful that this is actually working. It's not like drizzling out of my mouth and yeah. or like I'm swallowing it. Um, I'm grateful for the sun that shines through my window or like I'm grateful for clean air. I, I was I stepped out earlier to run some errands and I just kind of was breathing. But I was like, oh my God, thank you for fresh air right now. Thank you for this crisp moment. Like I just needed this moment. Um I stood in my bathroom before this conversation. I had to do a smudge. I'm like, thank you for what's yeah. coming next. Thanks yeah. for helping me clear the energy of today. I think, you know, I walk across the street and I'm like, thanks for reminding me that I have a really blessed life. Yeah. Send some blessings to that guy I just walked past. Yes. Thank you, guy, for holding the door for me as I walked into FedEx. Thank you. And I don't say it to anybody. I'm just saying it in my head. No, I'm like, sure. just the simplest thing. Like, even... Oh my God. Like, Oh, what was it before? Um, Oh, thanks for that's, you know, I was cutting a box. The scissors moved a specific way away from my finger instead of mm. going towards my finger. So I just, I, all I just say is, Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Yep. Just Avoid thanks. Exactly. So yeah. So oh. for me, gratitude is micro gratitude all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's a big one. It is a big one. Um, kindness to me. Yeah. And my self-talk. Yeah. You opened your space, um, your your response to everything with that and how you speak to yourself and how you want your frame of mind yes. uh, to be and yeah. what you want to engage in and what you don't. And we aren't kind enough to ourselves. And I know oh. myself. Uh, I have plenty of body shaming. It's part of what I've mm. been dealing with since I was a child. I was in dance and ballet and then went into modeling and then went into the salon and spa world, the beauty industry. So went from, you know, body comparison to hyper body comparison to, mm. <laughs> but to comparison and what's huh. not there, illusion. So I've been in this my whole space of my whole world. Yeah, And so it's, talking kind to me. And I'm also at a point in my life too, as a woman, now I'm in perimenopause, menopause. So there's a whole different experience uh -huh. that men cannot understand. Absolutely true. And, but that self-talk in general, I mean, not just for me, body shame, it's talking to myself about my accomplishments every day and uh, my self-talk around what do I want to achieve? Like I sing, <laughs> I've told this to a few people now, um, when I get worried about elections, when I get worried about um, things that I, you know, want to bring to fruition, it started with the last presidential election. Uh, I decided when I saw that there was hope, 
I was like, okay, there's hope. Okay, that's good. Hope is a great thing. And immediately the universe puts in my head, you know what? Indiana Jones always saves the day. And <laughs> Indiana Jones is your favorite, like one of your favorite movies. And it's your favorite oh, movie too. score theme. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to start singing the Indiana Jones movie theme. And I'm just going to put lyrics to it about being hopeful about what it was I was trying to be hopeful about. So I'm not, no joking, like morning, noon, and night for five days straight. That Fell asleep great. with it, woke up with it, singing the song to the Indiana Jones that theme song that I'm hopeful. Yes. Hope is a big one. <laughs> I just made a post last week about hope a week before. It's, it's a big one. It is a big one. So that self, that kindness to ourselves, like, wow, you know what? You did a really good job. That Absolutely. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. 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 Um, oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> We're in um, nature, taking breaks, mm -hmm. taking a walk. Yeah. I can't say enough about nature and walking outside. I can't. I, I can't either. And I'm right down the street from a beautiful park. And I will say during COVID, it's one of the things that definitely got me through was being able to get a number one out of the house, number one, and mm -hmm. have a consistent place to go and see, you know, the falls are starting to bloom. It's, it's very clean. It's enough benches to be six feet apart, even though we were outdoors. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, but I also grew up in Chicago and, and, you know, and I have to tell you, Lake Michigan, going to the lake was all, water is very powerful for me. So Mm -hmm. That reminds me of that. I would always go to the lake when I lived in Chicago and I used to live on Belmont and um, Lakeshore Drive. So I would walk over to the, I always, even when I lived like on Wacker, the Chicago mm -hmm. River, River is right there. I was around the water a lot in Chicago, but water and nature for me is definitely one of those powerful forces. Yeah, I mean, I'm three blocks from the lake. So walking uh, by the lake, just even gosh. walking through the neighborhoods surrounded with trees. I'm yes. up, up the road is the huge Chicago Botanic Garden, which is 400 acres. So I walk through that almost every single week. It's my temple. Um, and so again, when I'm thinking about self-care, it is an action, but it can be small. It can be big. Um one of the other big ones is protection of your energy. Oh. You know, so being alone or going in nature, both of them balance your energy. Being alone is a protection of your nature, of your energy. Because if you need to just be by yourself for a little bit, no, I can't go to dinner with you tonight. I really yeah. want to, but I just need some time in my own space. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. And that means if you're going to be by yourself, that doesn't mean let's get on my device and go right. <laughs> socially manufacture being with somebody else. It's called being, it's, it's called your protection of your energy is a big piece of self-care and it's a hard one. These people are, are, are energy vampires. Um, so, and to your point, what you just said, saying no is self-care. Yes. Yeah, saying no is self-care. People saying, have a hard time with no. Exactly. And once you start taking a, the courageous step, because it does take courage to look inward sure. and you start to understand what you need to care for yourself, you may decide you don't want to be in certain relationships anymore because as you protect your sure. energy, sure. that's a big deal. And, and sure. being okay sure. with, you know what? And it doesn't mean ghosting someone. No. 
because I've had someone do that to me this series and I didn't I literally still have no idea why this person's just literally stopped like I have zero idea I have analyzed it I beat the shit out of myself <laughs> cried about it because I was like what did I this do interesting just gone I mean and I've known this person a very long time been there have never done anything wrong to this person in our relationship that I know for a fact and all of a sudden nothing like I have two scenarios that I could pin it back to, and I have zero idea because I talked to the other person in the party who was there. And yeah. nope, no, I didn't feel oh. anything. I'm like, oh my God. So if you decide you're going to protect your energy because you have self care in mind, be kind and at least just have a conversation or just say, hey, I'm working through some stuff for myself. I just need to create some space between yeah. us. Be an adult. I can't agree more. So that, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a different podcast because communication. (laughs) You know, my mom would tell you as a child, I always would when I would get upset because they would tell me to take out the garbage or tell me what to do. I I can't. I would always say, I can't wait till I'm grown Mm -hmm. because I I literally could not wait till I was grown so I could say what I wanted to say and do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine now as an adult not exercising that privilege and Right. right. I have a right to tell you with kindness. No, I don't want to go to dinner. No, mm-hmm. I can't babysit your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I was dating my, my at the time, my, my soon-to-be spouse, and he would say, what are you doing tonight? You know, we live separately. We're just getting to know each other. I was like, oh, nothing. I'm just going to you know, be home. So can I come by? I was like, no. He's like, but you said you're not doing anything. So that doesn't mean you can come over. Right. Like, I exactly. How do those two things relate? I was like, no, I no. won't be alone tonight. Right, yeah, exactly. So he, we laugh about it now. He's like, yeah, you definitely had to use your voice. I said, yeah, yeah. it took years to get to that point. Of course. But saying no is a, a, a powerful tool because very often, um, I also don't want you to ever tell me yes when your energy really means no. So exactly. You say yes, I'll come help you. But when you get there, you're stank. I don't want that. Exactly. No, no, Just exactly. No. Yeah. 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 I got two other things and then we're going to start to okay, wrap this okay, up. Okay, okay. One is because it's a fabulous conversation and I should probably split it in two sections, two episodes, but I don't care. Oh, we're gonna have a long, it's fine. We're having yeah. one long one and people will listen. No, it's been good. Uh, creativity, learning something new. Oh, gosh, yes. It could go in so many areas. So, so true. I mean, it's so many areas, self-care, so true. doing something creative could be reading a book you never thought you'd want to read or, so um, going to a concert by yourself or the movies by yourself could be cooking a healthy meal for yourself sure. could be taking up a new, a task, uh, not task, a hobby, something, try on something new. For sure. So creativity that's a big one. is a big one. And, and that's also self-care because it's feeding your soul and it Absolutely. might even lead you to something down this path that you're like, that's Hey, I just want to keep doing this. And it opens up your like potential of what you're capable of doing. Like I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, for some reason, just could not cook grits. I could not get them right. Mm-hmm. I just, my mother's like, boy, it's the simplest thing ever. You boil water, <laughs> put it in there, give it a stir. <laughs> Couldn't get it right. Something during the pandemic, it kicked in. I was like, I'm going to learn how to cook grits. I am like the grits, I was going to say grits queen. I'm like the <laughs> grits queen now. I, but you're, you're absolutely right. It was the smallest thing. You know what mm-hmm. else? I, and I, I tell people, like people who love to cook or like to cook. I actually also like when I cook, 
as I add things to like the frying pan or to the, the, the pan, how the sound changes, how mm-hmm. you know, I like listening to the way food actually cooks. So not just the smell and the sight of it. And I'm going to soon taste it and I've just chopped it up. So I felt it, but I love to hear the actual sound. I like to hear the sound of putting ice in a glass. Like I literally listen to activity. Uh, and, I, and I started a job a few years ago at Chanel and we did this activity that was like, what did you learn this week? And I said, you know what? I've noticed sometimes in my apartment, there are moments of complete silence in my neighborhood. Like you can't hear a car, a horn, a person talking, anything. And then I said, but you know, it may not be so much that I hear it now. It may be now that I'm paying attention to it more. Maybe it was mm-hmm. always there. Mm-hmm. But there are moments in New York, it's never quiet, but there are moments where you literally can hear pins drop. It, don't, it doesn't last yeah. long. Yeah, of course. But it's a of beautiful course. consciousness. Like, oh, look, it's quiet right now. Same. Yeah. Same here. Hey, you get out of the way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Creativity is a big one. I love that. Creativity is a big one. Um, And one that I uh, didn't even say, and it's on my list and I don't know why I didn't say it earlier was rest. Oh, Marlo. Rest. And I'm, I'm notorious for, I speak it, I teach it. I, I do take naps. Naps are a big deal for me. I take them every, I try to take them every day, like 10 minutes. I only need, I literally only need 12 minutes to reset myself. So I just do it at lunch or I just take a break that way. Oh, I love it. I used to take it. Spirit twins. Oh yeah. Naps are, naps are necessity. At my old office, I used to, if there were too many people, I'd just go out to my car and lay down in the back seat. I listen. Yeah. Naps are important. And now that's what confused me in my childhood is like in kindergarten, we used to have nap time all the time when you pass and you don't have it anymore. So it really threw me off. Like I didn't understand why I can't take a nap. So right. my mother explained like, oh, when you get to big boy classes, you don't take a nap anymore. But I think that that that's bullshit. Like, yeah, they should have <laughs> kind of thought about that more. <laughs> As we get into life. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. We need a, it. A midday siesta? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. We do. So one last thing. Yes. How do we keep self-care private just for us versus always having to publicize it? <sighs> do you feel well, that we have I to do. share? Oh, here's what I, oh, I'm, I'm taking a nap right now and I'm posting it or, oh, I'm sitting by myself here. You know, can we just try not to do that? You're right. I do. I, I, it's hard. Cause I can't, I can't, I can't really know everyone else's actions because I, 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 I go back to, again, during the pandemic, trying to give people access to just tools so that, you know, Doing nothing is always an option, but you'd be surprised the smallest thing can make an impact. Again, I got an email a couple of weeks ago, some new, not it's not new, but it was an app called Balance that they were given one year free membership. I was like, oh, I'll try that because I do have, a, I like a lot of different um, tools and resources because like I said, every day is, I want to try something and do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I will post about a, a, a resource or a tool, but I'll say like, hey, if you, if you want to try a new exercise, check this out. Sure. My own personal things, I, I rarely, like, I may post me exercising and just show like a device or something, but most of the things I do for self-care I, that's really intimate, I don't share because it's meant to be, again, my time alone. It's, it's literally my, my, my checkout. Yeah. It, it, really, yeah. it really, really is. Yeah, because if you're filling yourself up, other people will 
know it, see it. It's one thing to say, hey, I just tried this new tool while I was hanging out by myself. I highly recommend it. That's one thing. Yes. But I don't need to have my phone videotaping me, talking to my phone, airing my thoughts as a part of what self-care is. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do a video of me meditating and then post it. Like, right. And I try to, to your point, even about that, I try to post when I have something to say or to show. Like, I, I'm, I've i gotten much better at that, especially after the uh, social unrest we went through during the pandemic and all those mm -hmm. other social things there was a moment where i was like okay i have to shift this because i don't want to like add fire to the fire i want to add water to this fire mm -hmm. so i did start giving things a little more calming and, and showing my consciousness was shifting because i do also know all that is also triggering it also stirs up your cortisol and your stress levels and i want people like we said study sleep and study sleep breathing also study stress what mm -hmm. it physically does to the body and how it's a, a it's a complete cycle that you can you can break if you have the tools to break it breathing being one of them um and that makes a huge difference too i think that's a huge it makes a huge difference mm -hmm. so it does not all to be, be, be broadcast you're absolutely right just not yeah. so um I love the conversation today, Rudy. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thanks mm -hmm. for bringing this to people because I, I, I will tell you there's a consciousness around my friends around this. And some of it's just because they've been told so much of what it's supposed to look like. They haven't even stopped and finally just said, I can do it my way. And you can. You can work out for an hour at the gym if you want to, but you don't have to. Right. And, and, oh, and the other, lastly, the other thing I had a conversation with a friend recently was some of us, many of my friends are still working out like we did in our 20s. You're no longer 20. Your right. workout must fit your new body. Hello. That's why you're having so much pain <laughs> and all these things happening is that your body is not the same. So adjust accordingly. Adjust accordingly and also stop comparing yourself. Like seriously, that was a big aha. Stop comparing yourself. Yes. That's, uh, uh, and stop comparing yourself even to somebody who's your same age. Because they don't have your body. And stop comparing yourself to who you were in your 20s. It, well, that too. Yeah, boy, let me tell you. Well, I mean, because. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That's it's reality. It's reality. Um, and it's beautiful. Like age beautifully. Yeah. I mean, every. Just be happy with the space that you're in every single day. Yeah. And I know I work on that regularly. It can change in the blink of an eye. So two things one for all of you who are listening you can come start the journey of becoming a better well-being at my retreat coming up january 20th through the 22nd 2023 right around the corner yes. in west bend wisconsin we uh i hosted at cedar valley retreat center it's a beautiful space in the middle of nowhere on a beautiful forest reserve on sacred native american grounds and it's a beautiful weekend of just, it's active learning. We're not, but you can wear your pajamas all weekend for all that matters to me. I don't care. And I kid you not, I really don't. Because it's, it's, they're simple tools that I have used and have helped me over my time of finding balance and bringing well-being to my whole being, mind, body, spirit. So you can come and join myself, my dear friend, Miriam and Des, who helped me with this. And um, we have an amazing time and you get lots of gifts and it's just fun. And then the last piece is I'm just going to end with the quote that I started with by Shakespeare, that our bodies are our gardens. 
to which our wills are gardeners. Mm. Yeah. So you have free will. You have a choice. I, you know, choose you. Choose you, your most authentic you. Love it. And, um, and prove it to yourself that you really love yourself. So with that, thank you so much, Rudy, for being here. Very thanks, everyone. Very grateful for being here. And we'll we'll talk again soon, I'm sure, on the next conversations with friends. I gotta ruminate on what that's gonna look like. Thank you. Thank you.